Hi guys, it's Kobe here, Kobe Talks. Today on the show, I have with me Paul Kweku Fordro, a very good friend of mine who I always mention in my podcast for one or two reasons because he's like my crazy, crazy best friend and we've known each other for years. Paul is a divergent thinker. Paul is somebody that doesn't really follow the norm. Paul does a lot of big things. And one big thing Paul did in university that busted all of us our brain, like it bust on our brain, is Paul took part in Unilever Idea Trophy competition that took Paul from Ghana to Nigeria to South Africa and finally to the United Kingdom for the world competition and it was huge because none of us expected it and Paul did it so I want Paul to just tell us about his journey through that how he did it I mean through lectures traveling around traveling abroad like while you're having lectures while you're writing IAs Paul will come and write and go like you know it was it was it was a tough time for Paul but he pulled through and today he's on here talking about his journey you know on Kobe Talks I always talk about things that are not necessarily conventional and now having people on the show who are actually living an unconventional life and I want them to tell us their story so we can all learn from it and become better versions of ourselves so Paul will be here this is a very raw podcast meaning that we'll make a lot of mistakes on it but like we'll still keep it and you guys will realize that Charlie it's not any big thing we are doing we are just talking and making mistakes and still playing and still rolling so this is it um once again we'll make a lot of mistakes on it <laughs> so yeah so here's paul with what he has to see paul will introduce himself who he is and he just tell us all about his journey how he began and where he is now so paul take it away no no what's up charlie we did street so i mean you know charlie we did inside <laughs> i mean it's been a while man we have to catch up with the boys charlie after all this man it's been a crazy while over a year now yeah anyway hi listeners my name is paul for mm-hmm. joe mm-hmm I'm a realist mm-hmm. and I'm a novel thinker or a divergent thinker. Those are the two things I pride myself most about. So a divergent thinker is someone who doesn't really do the ordinary. Um, he doesn't really want to do what everybody is doing. We are unconventional. So we always ask questions like, why is it always done like this? Why can't, it look at, why can't we look at it from this angle? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we always have to do it this way? Yeah. Is that a one-way thing? Yeah. Can't we explore other avenues of doing things? Mm-hmm. And I don't, personally, I don't like to do things that everyone is doing. Exactly. That means you don't really get any credit for it or any appreciation for it when you do it well. Yeah. I like to do the hard stuff. Like, <laughs> I like to do that shit no one wants to I do. I know, we know, I know. So that, yeah, when you, when you get it, people will be like, yeah, Paul did this. Mm-hmm. And then I look up to Paul. And um, just like you, I had a similar journey right from Ogasco when I also became SP after you. Hey, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> My parents are like, don't do it. Oh, oh, oh mess really? up with the academics. Oh, mess up with this. You have issues with students and teachers. I was like, don't worry, that I've heard you. Just like you. I went, I applied, I made it. Uh-huh. And then in my speech at Prize Given Day, they were all proud of me. I was like, see you. You understand? <laughs> you the one that said we shouldn't do it. Now you're proud of us. Yeah. And I guess I carried that same mentality into uni. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So even in looking out for friends like Kobe, Charlie, I looked out for the people who are in to do crazy stuff. Oh, exactly. A lot of people who always want to do the same shit. I'm scared of my, my My roommate's Kevin, you know. Charlie, uh, that crazy hey, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, where are you right now? You this bad boy, bald, bald bastard. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. Hey. <laughs> you know. I did so many stuff. The times you remember the time where I'll go to Central for like one week. Charlie, Charlie, lectures hey. are going on. Because I mean, in life, Charlie, it's not always about 
the straight path what they say you should do you should do what you love mm-hmm. and also explore things you are good at doing because nobody knows yourself more than you exactly yeah, i believe in that exactly so do more stuff do the things you love to do have fun with it i mean it will all work out in the end mm-hmm. yeah so It'll i did a lot of crazy stuff end. due to 100 Charlie, we also suffered though because <laughs> we are missing lectures in exam week we'll go and work with sammy and uh Sami and Mahama and the rest. Charlie, the sharks in the group. <laughs> and in the end we always made it up. Yeah. And then in level three hundred, there was this link circulating by the Unilever Ghana company where then they were interested in getting people to be campus brand ambassadors. Interesting. Yeah, so my friend saw this link, Jifa, okay. and she was like, Paul, I know you are interested in these things. So you like challenges, you like diplomatic things, you like to talk, you like to present. So why don't you give this a try? I was like, fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. So I first of all applied. Actually, I put my details in there. Then I went to do research on the company so that if I'm cold, I would know what to say in the interview stage. Yeah. But then I waited up for about a week or two and I didn't hear anything from them. So I forgot about it. I just forgot about, forgot it. about it. So that was one day. Do you remember that day? I remember, Jealous, bro. Some morning beat. <laughs> You can't talk about this one on the podcast. It's coded. It's coded. Bad, bad boys and girls. It's coded. <laughs> I was a bit busy and I got this mail that, oh, okay. I have my interview that morning. Wow. So apparently it appeared early. I didn't see it early. Wow. So I just opened my mail. I so that I had that interview that morning. And I had forgotten everything I had researched about the company. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so I had to quickly take my shower. And I was in block C, yeah? yeah. So I had, and the interview was at block B. Luckily, wow. it wasn't my hall, it wasn't so far away. Okay. So I had to head down to block B. And then um, I was even late. I had to meet others who had already come, you know, the wow. pro- four people who got the time. I walked there confidently, and I went to sit down. I looked at the person next to me, I was like, what's so? <laughs> <laughs> and I could just tell that they were all like, this guy is not serious. This guy is not serious. But they didn't know I was coming with the bang. They had no idea. So yeah, a few people went. And then it was my turn to go. And I went in there. And it was I just flowed with them. Because wow. then that's the kind of confidence you get when you do what you love to do. When you explore things that you're good at mm-hmm. doing and you do it. Mm-hmm. You get better at it. Yeah. And then you get the confidence to do more. So exactly. I've never been really scared of interviews and shit like that wow. like i just go i just flow my mind and of course i mean we are a group of intelligent people actually wow. you should meet the whole squad we are all like focused like-minded yeah, people. even though we like we fool a lot <laughs> yeah. we, we we are actually very smart people with big ambition so yeah i see i'll say the right things and i'll say it the way it should be said mm-hmm. and i'll add my own twist to it so that wow. you experience the real me I mean, I'm not just come to impress you because I want the role. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you who I am yeah. and I'm going to put the cards on the table. The yeah. value I have to bring to whatever you're doing. And wow. yeah, that's basically what I, was, I did. Awesome. So I got out and then the lady after me was like, ah, how come you're alone? You chair in there like that. I was like, oh, I chair. <laughs> I didn't even know. We're having fun. Oh, it was fun. Crying <laughs> there, crying. Yeah, I was just talking. Yeah. So fast forward a few weeks later, mm-hmm. I was called that I had been selected for the position of being campus brand ambassador. Wow! Yeah, so that's where it all started. So when, as a campus brand, as a campus brand ambassador, mm-hmm. you are like a link, a liaison between the company 
and then the students wow. for the, the whole university. So you organize them, the career fairs, yeah, you give the company information on what the school is doing so that they will know how to schedule their activities that they plan yeah. to run on campus. Yeah. And then you also take feedback from the company, what they plan to do. Mm-hmm. You take it to the student body and you get to hear what they have to say about it. Based yeah. on it, they know how to plan their activities. That's yeah, like the, the summary of what I was doing. Exactly. Yeah. So through that, I got to know some of the things they do for the student body. And one of those things was the Unilever Idea Trophy competition. So, I so this the time for the competition came up, and then I applied for it. Okay, so it's, it's a competition between schools. Mm-hmm. All the major universities in Ghana have students that partake in this competition, mm-hmm. and it's been running since two thousand and three. Wow. So yeah, it's something that was running over a decade. Yeah, and then. You get to hear things like actually a serious business and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. actually, I was like, I'm also serious business. Yeah, you understand. Kobe told you a serious business. I'm also serious business. Mm-hmm. But um, in the subsequent versions of the competition, you yeah. get to form your own group. Okay. But last year, my year in particular, it was different. You apply as an individual. And then mm-hmm. you form groups as the competition goes ahead. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, you know, it's open to all the um, interns okay. in the company at the time. So I was an intern in the company at the time. Wow. So yeah, so we made it through, mm-hmm. and then two groups were supposed to be formed from University of Ghana. Yeah. Two groups were supposed to be formed from all the universities in the in the country. Wow. And then I looked around and I saw the people. I looked around, saw the people from University of Ghana who were partaking in the competition. And I knew Juanita. Juanita was my small girl from uh, <laughs> level 100. Such a sweet girl, Juanita Fuga. <laughs> and there was Van Sabathia. He was also in Block A. Okay. He stood to be Pent um, JCR president. Yeah. So I wasn't really close with him. I just knew him from a distance because he stood for the position. Yeah. But then through the competition, I got to know him. Mm-hmm. We formed a group. Wow. And then, one thing I was blessed to have was my teammates were also like-minded. Interesting. They also had the idea not to do like things the same way other people do it. Mm-hmm. They also had the idea to do things differently. Like they wanted to go far. Exactly. Because since two thousand and three to my time, no team from Ghana had ever made it beyond South Africa. Exactly. But by all means, there will be teams that will make it to South Africa because every year there's supposed to be at least two teams from Ghana that make yeah. it to South Africa. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, no one has ever advanced from South Africa to the UK, which is the global stage of the competition. Wow. So that's that was our aim. Like we are going to be the first to get there. We are going to be the first to get there. We are going to make history. Interesting. So, in doing in preparations. We're always, we always wanted to think five steps ahead of the game. Our first challenge was to do a video, a commercial. And we looked at our competition and we thought, oh, what would these people do? A commercial for what exactly? So, each year, we work on brands, a Unilever brand. I think two years ago was Lifeboy, and then my year, it was Lipton. Oh. Yeah, which I currently manage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we're supposed to do a commercial promoting Lipton to the millennial audience. Wow. Yeah, which is our kind of audience. Yeah. And we thought, I mean, what do the other people do? 
they won't go hard. We will go hard. Okay. So we took a world couple. We actually went to went to places like Tiba. Wow. Which is a really cool place. In yeah, Australia. yeah. Tiba, I've been there before. Awesome. Charlie, we I went got, there with Preska. Preska, what's up? <laughs> you know, we got professional cameramen and everything. Wow. We wrote our own storyboard like it was a production. Wow. I mean, that's what competitions like this open you to do. Because if I hadn't entered into this competition, I never knew. We had, we had finance and accounting background. Yeah. I would be writing a storyboard mm-hmm. like I'm producing a commercial. Commercial. So we did... We did all that shit, and then we came out with a bang. I don't know if I ever showed you that video, Kobe. Yeah, you did. I showed you that video, and yeah, it was crazy, man. Yeah. A lot of work went into it, but then we knew we had won. Wow. Even when we had presented it, even when we hadn't seen our competition video, we just knew we had won because we knew the amount of work you put into it. Yeah, put into it. Yeah, so, and you know how you know how I am. Like I'll go to the competition and be like, Charlie, I think hard to go. Charlie, I don't be seat up. you this boy. You this boy. He can't be the know, best. You know? And they'll, they'll also be like, Charlie, it's not easy. I'll be like, Charlie, let me see your video. Make a learn from him. Your video. Just to get um, an idea of, of what competition yeah. is going. Charlie, in life, you have to play that issue. <laughs> so I was... By the time the results had come out, I already knew that oh, Charlie, I'll go for taking this thing. Exactly. I, I remember. I remember the video you showed me of you guys going all the way to Brekusa Shesi University you know? to shoot some Kenyans and Charlie. other people from different like countries in Africa. And I was like, yeah, yo, yeah, these yeah. guys are really taking this thing. Was that for your trip? That was to essay. South that was yeah, yeah, essay's yeah. presentation. Exactly. So yeah, from that video, we made it to the Ghana final stage mm-hmm. of the competition, which wow. was held at Golden Tulip. Wow. You know what interesting thing about the competition all the things we did were during like school hours that's the crazy thing like this was during school hours when we were going for lectures and we were doing i was doing accounting paul was doing finance and like they are packed lectures during the week five times a week and paul was not a couple i was missing the thing almost every time and the funny thing too is this was a marketing dominance competition. Exactly. So no, it's no, no past, no prior knowledge, nothing. We just went in there, Charlie. We just went in there with the confidence and with the mindset we had that we were going to win. Mm-hmm. And because we were so smart, we knew where to get our information exactly. and how to put our work together. Exactly. So, 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 so what happened? Like, from so the Ghana, Ghana you guys wanted, you know, and because, and one thing we never, I never told you this, one thing my group never met was our deadlines <laughs> they would tell us your presentation must be in by this date deadline it will give you the time Charlie, now we have come to start our deadline <laughs> <laughs> the deadline <laughs> <laughs> and we were not so even though it was very scary mm-hmm. we were not so bothered because we knew what we were going to do i mean exactly. if we didn't get the best by the deadline we're not going to present it till we had done what we felt like was the best wow so the presentation for the ghana finals were what i think we're about 10 teams in all that went to the ghana finals wow three from university of ghana i think two from ucc we had one from Ashesi, which we <laughs> thought was our major competition. Ashesi, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you hear that Ashesi like that, that's so shaky. Yeah, so, so, for those of you who don't know Ashesi University, those of you listening from outside Ghana, Ashesi is one of the best universities in Ghana. They are really in quote prim and proper, 
and like yeah they like they have a standard that other yeah. universities don't have so you see I Ashesi think, has competition everywhere i think they are the first liberal arts university in ghana yeah they're really good they're really so good, good man mm-hmm Charlie, so when we had Ashesi was in the competition, we just knew that was our major competition, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. And we had teams from, I think, Central as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, then we started eliminating, <laughs> you know, <laughs> games, Charlie. We started playing mind games with the teams. <laughs> and we're working so hard, man. And we started doing things that most of the other teams we know won't do. We reached out to marketers, professional marketers. So we'll go to places like Innova. And then we'll talk to marketers. Share that this is what we are doing. Can you help us out? Wow. I mean, don't give us the ideas because, like, the ideas are supposed to be us. Yeah. But how we can present it, mm-hmm. you know. So the less the lesson I guess I can share from it is, um, when you need to do something, ask the people who can get a job done for you. Wow. Don't be scared that HR. These are professional marketers. So can I pay them? Honestly, so just move to them. I mean, move they are. To them. In the core of it, they are all human. Move to them. Someone out of maybe 10 people, mm-hmm. one person will help you. I understand. Trust one you. out of 100 people will respond to you. Trust and you me. move like... Because in most cases, you are the one telling yourself no. You are already stopping yourself in so your mind no. before doing it. Because the people that bounced us, Charlie was serious. Because <laughs> when they come and they see that we are children like that, automatically people just start to bounce Yeah. Us. But then you get someone who's ready to listen mm-hmm. and who's ready to like help. Exactly. And they help that steering. So yeah, we didn't meet our deadline, no. We presented our, our work for the Ghana finals yeah. on the day of the presentation. Wow. <laughs> we had to go and beg. So you know the funny part? Each team, because they had presented with the deadline, yeah. had their PowerPoint presentations logged in. Wow. We didn't have our PowerPoint presentation logged in because we hadn't submitted it. Wow. We, we, they couldn't print our PowerPoint slides mm-hmm. and put in the judges pack because we hadn't presented so we had to print our own presentation and we sent it are you serious yes we sent our own presentation in the group and we were almost bounced actually <laughs> we were almost bounced it was like right in our face i mean Jalita had already started crying they said they would not let us present <laughs> what's up with most ladies are crying you know, yo <laughs> All the sleepless nights. You understand? Because she, she was so scared. She was like, hey, we've missed the deadline. Oh, Don't Dranita. <laughs> but then what happened is, they made us present. Okay. So you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. They said they won't accept our PowerPoint presentation. So we presented with the handouts that we printed. Wow. With the only team out of the 10 teams that presented mm-hmm. that did that. Wow. We didn't present with our PowerPoint. We presented with sheets of paper. Wow. And in the end, we still won. <laughs> That's quality over quantity. You know, in the end, we still won. So, so you won, and that meant that meant well. That meant you had to go to Nigeria. What did you go yes. to do in Nigeria? So that means we had to go to Nigeria because um, Unilever, Ghana, Nigeria is a cluster. Okay. So we are considered as one business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, one was advancing people from the next stage to the competition. They advanced us as Ghana, Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, and that was the first time we're doing this kind of cluster thing so wow. normally we have the competition from our end and we send our people mm-hmm. and then nigeria has their competition from their end then and they, they also send their send people, their people. Wow. and we meet three other countries or four wow. other countries from across the continent wow across there the continent and then we have our competition the african stage of the competition wow so so one day we were there and paul just said he's going to nigeria yeah. like just like that Paul goes to nigeria 
and yeah so Paul, tell us about that tell us yeah. right from right from your plane in Kotoka to the airport in Nigeria tell us well, I've realized I'm very impulsive in my decision making like very. I just I just make decisions it's spontaneous spontaneous that's yeah. it I was just like I just one day I was like I'm going to Nigeria <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was I just called Kobe I was like I'm going to Nigeria. This guy, this guy's an asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets up and travels. I just, I just, I just picked my passport up and I went to Nigeria with the team that day. Once again, we missed the deadline. <laughs> so we should be at the airport by 10 a.m. Wow. By 10 a.m., we're now leaving. Gosh. And there was traffic at Upungulu. That traffic. Right all the way. There was traffic. So we ended up getting out of the Uber. We sat in Ukades. Like three Akades, so we stopped like three Akades. Wow. I sat on one, Van sat on one, Janita sat on one, and we ended up at the airport. The airport. Wow. Charlie, we are just always unconventional. <laughs> we never miss the deadline. <laughs> so it got to a time, uh, the person who was supposed to take care of us throughout mm-hmm. the competition, mm-hmm. the person there, HR person in charge of yeah. us, was like, You just team, dear. Oh, I don't even know what to do with what you. What to do with you? Yeah, we always have your own agenda. You're always like, <laughs> You don't, you don't fit you our do schedule. You do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But then we still end up doing it. Exactly. So, and that was our response. And we we're so confident about it because, like, we end up doing our own thing, but we end up doing the best. Yeah. Yeah, and the other teams then end up looking at after yeah. us. Yeah. So, yeah. We went to Nigeria and we went to a crazy presentation because we had graphic design, professional graphic designers work on our shit. Yeah. We had professional marketers helping us with inputs. Wow. And Charlie, we put, we put in a whole lot of work on there. Miss lectures. <laughs> then we miss the lectures and IAs are coming. Then you go and chase hey, mama. Hey, we go and chase hey, Dake. Hey, Bobojo. <laughs> go and worry them. You'll teach you Like, I would be in your room. If you don't want to sleep, you'll teach me. <laughs> Okay, so you got no. to Nigeria. I mean, you got to. I remember what you. What you so yeah, remember, remember the respond. I mean, what you talking about the airport? But I mean, we have Nigerian audiences, so like we won't say anything about the airport. No, we will say. No, it. no, we no. On copy talks, on copy talks, we need all as many people as possible. So yes, like we we love everybody, and I mean, we are work in progress. So like, princess, I know you will listen to this. <laughs> What's up with Mutala Muhammad? I heard the airport is dirty as fuck. Oh my I, god. <laughs> I knew I was in Nigeria when we went to the airport and like you know in, in most airports they try to be diplomatic, uh-huh. try to talk to you nicely. Uh-huh. Um pass here, use this uh, you know, try to slow you up like uh-huh. Nigeria again. Okay, move on now. <laughs> <laughs> You know you're in Nigeria. Okay, move on now, move on now. Put in your bag. Move. Hey, oh, Nigeria. Nigeria. Ah, I mean, the airport is not the best, but their people are fun. Yeah. I love Nigeria. Yeah, I, I totally love Nigeria. Their people are fun. Awesome. They are full of life, and awesome. and yeah, there's a lot you can learn from our Nigerians. Mm-hmm. Those who want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. See, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then opportunities are so few and so yeah. scarce. So yeah. Everybody is like aggressive. Sh- aggressive. Everybody it. wants to grab the opportunity, so they are so smart. They always try to come up with indigenous ways of like yeah. going about stuff so that they can always end up ahead. Exactly. I remember there was um, a time in the competition where we were given a challenge to sell Lipton in their mall. Wow. Charlie. I mean, you move to someone and the person will just bounce you. And you know how Ghanaians are, we are laid back. Yeah. So when they just bounce you like that, then you just, you just walk relax. away. 
these Nigerians are on the floor, like they are kneeling. They are kneeling. They are insulting them, like they are pushing them away, but they are persistent. That's one thing I love about Nigerians, man. Like, they manage selling everything. And I'm not going to say it's because they're in their country. It's, I mean, it's something they have that persistence yeah. and that ingenuity exactly. to create stuff. Just and Nigeria will stay at home and sleep. And Nigeria will go out and work. And hustle. You understand? And find, like creative ways to do hustle. You know? And it worked for them. And they ended up selling everything. Wow. It was like crazy. Wow. And then the Ghanaian team, so we didn't sell anything. I heard Nigeria, you guys didn't play first. What happened? So the competition, we turned four teams from Ghana, ourselves, the first runner-ups, second runner-ups, and third runner-ups, to go and meet five teams from Nigeria. Wow. So that it will take two teams from Ghana and two teams from Nigeria to SA. Okay. So what happened is, um, we all, they they queued us, Mm -hmm. and we're like the last but one team to present. Wow. And what we did differently was, you know... Right from the beginning, I told you we always wanted to step. We always wanted to be like five steps ahead of the game. Exactly. So we went. We actually invested. We bought matching jackets and everything. Wow. Charlie, we were all speak and span. Wow. Even though our presentation was like bomb, we we're all like on point. Mm-hmm. So we went there, and the thing is, we kept everything so secret from the competition. They had no clue. What you were bringing, you know, they thought we we're just like them, like we we're gonna do something haphazard, but yeah. we'd interact and we'd be like, Charlie, we haven't even suffered more than more, yeah. And you would believe it because as I went, everybody has present as um, submitted their presentations, yeah, we hadn't done true. shit exactly. And they are always on us, like, you're always the team you haven't presented, you are the only team that hasn't submitted your presentation. You're this <laughs> team, why every this time again? So, if we tell you are struggling, you'll be tempted to believe it, yeah. but we knew what we we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we knew why we had to take our time. Exactly. Yeah, then we brought the fire to Nigeria, Charlie. <laughs> we brought that heat to Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. love. <laughs> Charlie, our presentation. So we watched, we got the chance to see others' presentations. Mm-hmm. And we just knew we had it. Yeah. And then we presented. And we got a standing ovation. Wow. Team, I mean, no other team got a standing ovation. But you guys got, we got a standing So how the ovation. fuck weren't you first? I don't know. I really don't know. Let me but guess. Then, Let me guess. The Nigerian team was first. The Nigerian, Nigerian team was first. Ah, you guys know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I mean, we thought about it. I mean, the Nigerian business hosted us. Okay. Ghana, Nigeria, the cluster, because mm-hmm. they are bigger. Yeah. yeah, like the bigger chunk of the business. Okay. Yeah. And even though our vice president, the one handles Ghana, Nigeria, is Ghanaian, mm-hmm. he's stationed in Nigeria. Oh, okay. Yeah. And all the judges were Nigerians. Ah, what kind the of... Judge, the judge, who was even from Ghana, Andre Taiwo, you mm-hmm. can hear from his name, is Nigerian. Yeah. So he was a Nigerian that was just transferred to Ghana. Okay. So in essence, all of them were Nigerian directors. Wow. Like, mm. And it's a good thing we didn't win. Really? Why? Because we realized that... If we don't give them a convincing reason to call us winners, mm-hmm. they can easily pass us off in SA. Oh, okay. So, so we took that cue that even though we did so well in Nigeria and it was so clear that we should have won, we should have won. It was. It, it may not have been big enough to say, "Oh, a Nigerian team did better in this play." Yeah. So yeah. the mindset we took to SA, knowing that we're going to face, SA being South Africa guys. Yeah. Knowing we're going to face teams. From five other 
African countries mm-hmm. who had also been through their preliminary stages. Yeah. Goddamn, Charlie, we went to the heat. We went to the heat. So an- another time, Paul Paul came back. We were there one day at lectures. Paul says he's going to South Africa that day. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> Like, Bobby, you know how I am. I don't like to talk about things when I'm in the process. Yeah, yeah, that's like true. Boom, boom, it's let done. It, let it hit you. Boom. So, Paul, 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 Paul's team came second in Nigeria. First in Ghana, second in Nigeria. And then they went for the Africa finals yeah, in yeah. South Africa. Which which particular which particular um state or town? Or... So, I went to Santon. Santon? Yeah, really cool place. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, it would be like our airport show to Nigeria. Oh, really cool place. That about area. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Okay, okay. So, Paul yeah. ran on the journey. So, for anybody who's listening right now, Kobe Talks, we have Paul Bufordra on the show. And he's telling us about his... You know, never idea trophy journey where he took the Ghanaian team all the way from Ghana to Nigeria competition. They came out second, they went to Africa, then they went to the world finals in the United Kingdom. And Paul right now we are in South Africa, Satin or Santin. Santin. And he's gonna tell us what happened there and how how it moved on. So Paul, tell us tell us about Santin. Santin. But the best part about all the trips were even though, yeah, you can pay for it, basically, you can work hard, or maybe your parents can pay for a trip for you. It's like a full five-star pay trip by a company. Really? So, like, it's fun. Oh, man. You get to stay in, like, the five-star hotels. You get Ooh. to eat what you want to eat free on a company. Like, we're not even thinking about that. Charlie. The flights were good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, we took two teams from Ghana, like I said. Wow. From five countries. Mm-hmm. Ghana, Nigeria. Yeah. South Africa, the host country. Yeah. Then Cote d'Ivoire. Wow. Yeah, so the competition from the Francophone side is between the Francophone countries. Yeah. And then they take the best two teams from the best countries. So the best two teams were from Cote d'Ivoire. Wow. So Cote d'Ivoire came. And we had, uh, mm-hmm. I've forgotten some of the countries. <laughs> no worries, no so worries, they, no worries. I think you have, a, you had Zambia there too. Wow. Yeah. Making the five. Huh? Wow. So we went there, and Ghana has never advanced beyond the African stage of the competition. And Ghana had never won it. We had never even been to the finals. Wow. Yeah. So you do um, a first stage before you do the final stage. You've mm-hmm. never even been to the finals. Amazing. Let alone win it. Wow. So that was crazy. That like, was crazy. We wanted to be the first team wow. to do that. Right from the right from the start, right from the Ghana stage, we knew that's what our aim was. Interesting. So Charlie, and preparing for SA, well you remember that time in my life was hell. You guys you guys even came to me to record a video you a know, video in my room for your competition. Is that when you went to Ashesi? That's when we went to Ashesi to get recorded. We had to go to Ashesi to get some of like international students studying in Ghana to mm-hmm. get a feel of what Lipton consumption and the whole Lipton vibe in their country is. Wow. Charlie, we, we did stuff. Gosh. We did stuff. I mean, gosh, we gosh, for professional gosh. cameraman. Yeah, yeah. To come yeah. and shoot for us. Yeah. And we invested in that. Amazing. I think at a point I haven't had an act, a car accident. Yeah, yeah, you were telling you know us. That? I mean, on their way yeah. to Tema, man. But the, thankfully, they survived that. I was yeah. on the way to a meeting on the one of the meetings were late for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously. So in a hurry, I had a, I had a car accident. But Paul turned out fine. Charlie, I turned out fine. What 
be a stronger mm-hmm, mm-hmm, these experiences we go through you understand yeah so essay essay so what, what happened in essay what happened in essay essay was the ball man i mean essay was by far the whole transformational journey through the competition wow essay was the best Wow. Because then we had the whole African vibe there. Wow. Different cultures. And the SA girls are fine. <laughs> no comment SA on girl. that from the my point. Girls are fine. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I, mean, I love you, Ghana girls, but the SA girls are fine. Wow. Yeah. And we got to have fun. That was the important Because you have people who are like, have the African mindset. Mm hmm. But then you get to see how things are done in other countries. You get to hear how there's perspectives of other people from exactly. other nations, exactly. how they think, exactly. how they solve problems. Wow. Yeah. And and then you get to see the level of development in SE. Mm-hmm. I wonder why we can't just replicate the same thing. You know, right? you know, you know that that speaks to me about travel and how important traveling is. is. If you get the chance to travel, travel because you get to you get to identify there are different ways of doing things, different mm-hmm. ideas that are actually working, not just talk. Yeah. You know? And you get to realize even from the way they think, their mindsets, mm-hmm. you're not sure that their country is that way. Yeah. If everybody thinks like that, automatically your country will be in a certain way. Obviously, yeah, like go getters. Wow, yeah, good, and they're so smart. Wow, and you know, those who are good at English, they have like I think seven official languages. Wow, yeah, but those who are good at English are really good at English, really they good are at so it. articulate. Mm-hmm. So, we knew we couldn't beat them in that game, yeah, especially SA. Yeah, because our major competition was SA, they always win. Wow. Or they always qualify to UK. Wow. In every stage of the competition. Wow. So most other teams are fighting for second place, which Ghana never got anyway. Never got anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they are so good. And they have the technology. So mm-hmm. their presentations end up to be better. Better. Their ideas end up to be better. Wow. They have they have reached a level of development and they have a level of technologies where they can imagine mm-hmm. better. Yeah. So we had, we knew all that. We factored it in our game plan. Mm-hmm. So we had to create presentations that were like up there. Wow. You know, to match them. Wow. And then we had to really prep on our presentation skills mm-hmm. so that we can match them there too. Amazing. Else we didn't have a chance when against SA. Amazing. Yeah. Because those are, you know, when you're doing something, you look at your major competition, you look at the goal, you mm. look at all the other players in the game, yeah. and then you spot one else that will give you problems, exactly. and then you tackle that person. Exactly. The rest is just... Yeah, so so in SA2, it was just basically presentation, presentation, presentation. Yeah, just that it was more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so our structure such that we really won't have time to do much outside of the plan they gave us on the timetable. Okay. Uh, you'll be in sessions, you'll be in meetings with board directors mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's a good thing these kind of competitions help you. Or that's what it gives you, like exposure to directors from all over the continent. Wow. You get to speak to them, you get to build your contacts because that's very necessary, building yeah. your network and building your network. Yeah. And then, but being the team we were, Charlie, when other teams were like, preparing rehearsing for what they will say Charlie we would we just go out <laughs> we would go out and we'll go to the mall and we'll take pictures and then we'll go and watch movies we'll go and shop you understand because we knew what we had done in Ghana preparing yeah. for that stage yeah and then 
just to put some fear into competition we'll go there play dirty you have van and i used to play dirty go and knock on our fellow Ghana teams don't be like Charlie you guys you they propel we not prepare we don't get presentations that kind of thing that kind of thing and then the day for the presentation finally came other teams presented whether we did something different that had never happened in the competition mm-hmm. we presented in full video wow yeah so since 2003 they only presented in powerpoint slides to powerpoint slides but wow. we presented in full video rehearsed video wow. so on points that when we say a particular thing we know what's supposed to be on the screen so that it syncs wow it was amazing wow. and we put in so much work for that i mean wow was it was it was in January. Mm-hmm. It was in January of last year. Mm-hmm. So whilst um, most of our colleagues were enjoying their Christmas break, break. we were on campus working on our presentation. I remember. Charlie. So I remember. we know the work we had put in. Yeah. So when we came up for the first stage, mm-hmm. we said, so there are three presentations. Mm-hmm. When we came up for the first stage, and then the judges heard that we are going to present a video. Like, uh, what is this team counting? Yeah, what's this team going to do? Like, this would be funny. This would be awkward. For let's just see. Let's just see. And then after we presented, we just wowed them. Wow. So yeah, they're supposed to give you feedback after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after they listen to all the presentations. Yeah. Supposed to. Then they'll tell. They'll go to the teams and tell them. Okay, this is what the judges had to say. So then now, in the finals, assuming yeah. you do get to the finals, yeah. Work on these. But what the feedback they had for us, like, they couldn't really say anything about our presentation. They couldn't, they couldn't. So let's just, you guys, just go ahead and do what you did because you're awesome. Uh-huh. But we didn't let that get to our heads, though. <laughs> Charlie, we still practice, we still. So, 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 so Paul, Paul, let me, let, let me not cut you short, but tell us, what did you learn in South Africa? Like, what, what did you learn in Ghana? What did you learn in Nigeria? What did you learn in South Africa? Tell us one thing you learned in each country. Tell us something you learned in each country. So in Ghana, it was all about um, the beginning stages of the competition, which which um, was like something we had spoken to teams that had done the competition in the past and all. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was all about, I mean, having the mindset. And doing things that we initially thought we couldn't do. We couldn't do. Because that's that's when you do it and you succeed, they realize that no, it's actually possible. You can do things that are above you, that you you think are above you, but they are not actually above you. There's nothing above you, just think it's above you. And then you build that momentum. You do, you succeed. And then you do more. You do more. That's the main thing I learned in Ghana. So, so guys, Kobe talks. He says there's nothing above you. You just think it's above you, you but it's never actually. Once you above do you. it, and you realize that you can do it, yeah. You you just, you just that's what one thing about winners and successful people. They build momentum exactly with the successes they chose exactly. You know, so once they achieve it, it just encourages them to do more and motivates them to do more to do more. You know, that's awesome. Then Nigeria. Nigeria. Nigeria, the one thing I learned is the power of persistence. Charlie. God damn, these people are fire. <laughs> they're hustlers. They're hustlers. They, like, they don't say no. They don't take no for an answer. I mean, the fact that you have a degree, a fancy degree or something doesn't mean 
when it's time to do it, you shouldn't get into the gutters or hey. you shouldn't get into the mud. Like they those are, people are persistent. They are on the ground. Charlie. Nigerians, if you're Nigerian listening to this, Ope, if you're Nigerian uh, listening uh, to this, you guys are persistent as fuck. I don't I don't know who said this, but someone said this. I mean the best thing that can happen to um someone, anybody, mm-hmm. is to be born poor. It's actually an advantage because you have no entitlement. You know, so you have to work and hustle for everything mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. And you don't get... When you're born rich, you don't get to be very innovative. innovative. Because you can buy almost everything that yeah. you already made. Yeah. But when you don't have it mm-hmm. and you can't afford it, mm-hmm. you find a way to do something to get that kind of comfort. I, I think, I think that, that sums up to the quote I put up my Instagram some time back that if you don't have what you need, use what you have and get creative. Like right now, the podcast I record, you guys will not imagine the environment you're in. You don't have a microphone or anything. Thing, like, you, like, like you're just yeah, doing yeah, it with a phone. You understand? So if you don't have what you need, use what you have and get creative. And that's what Nigerians are great at. I know. They are awesome people, man. Awesome they are people. fun to be with. Amazing. They party hard. I mean, <laughs> we partied a lot in Nigeria. I went to the club. We about two clubs and all. Nah, nah. Charlie, we chill. Oh, yeah. So, South Africa. What did you learn in South Africa? Tell us. What I learned in South Africa, well, it was all about perspective. I mean, your mind is capable of thinking about more. You, are, you, are, you have the ability to dream about big things, so you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. South Africa is just like, I mean, every other African country. But they have this mindset, when, especially when you talk to them, you realize that they have this mindset of winners. Wow. They have this, like, dominant mindset that they can do it. Wow. And if other countries in Africa should learn from them, mm-hmm. Charlie, we would, we would actually make it really far. We would develop mo- most places in Africa, wow. if not all. Because they have this mindset, like... And it's no one that they always win because they have they come in with the mindset of winners. Oh, winners! Like there's nothing big to them. Like yeah. it's just normal. But what came, what we came in with in our time was we also came in with the mindset of winners. Of winners. And we came in with the, with the mindset of beating the winners. You understand? Taking their place. So that's and like, that's exactly what, what we happened. Did. So Paul and his team won South Africa. Africa. I mean, so the fi- the first stage. The judges didn't have anything to tell us. Just was like, you guys are awesome. Just go out there and do what you did. Mm-hmm. Then the second stage of the competition. Now it's funny, I don't know. Every time they apportion slots for us to present, we're always amongst the last. We're either the last <laughs> or the last that won. I don't know if we pray for it, but it always works in our favor. Wow. Because we always have that lasting impression. Because mm-hmm. we are the last people to present. Yeah. It comes as a disadvantage when you don't have anything new to present. New to present. So they've already heard it all. It gets yeah. But we are coming with... Fresh ideas. We are coming with the fire. Like, we are coming with 2.0 when everybody is doing 1.0. That's so true. That, it just blows them away. Amazing. Charlie. So the second stage, we are presenting to managers in SA. Mm-hmm. That's managers across the continent. Because wow. SA is like the African headquarters of their company. Yeah. And then after we finished presenting, like, we wanted to do a little extra, you know, try and give them what we got our facts and all. Mm-hmm. And the judge was like, look, guys, it's not necessary. We've already necessary. killed it. <laughs> I tried to oversell it. So just, just, just give us the presentation. It was fire. Wow. And just go and present it. 
and then the next day was the finals so one evil thing they did is they don't tell you who makes it to the finals so mm. you all have to prepare like you like, make it to the final know. just in case you are cold yeah and then the day of the finals you just drop the bomb that Boom. Like, you are going and you are not going that's wow. how it is so that'd if be you're, painful if, if, if you're not going you just sit down and watch your friends yeah. who are there yeah that'd be painful if you're not going I mean and that was a story for Ghana I love times most of the years before yeah us. just stuck at the back actually but we knew we just with the kind of quality we presented and the kind of feedback we're getting from the judges in the first few presentations we just knew we were going to be we're going to be there somehow that's great so it was two Nigerian the two Nigerian teams that went mm-hmm. they made it one SA team and one Ghanaian team. Four teams made it to the finals. Wow, so it's Nigerians and their persistence. Charlie, out of ten teams, four teams make it to the finals. Wow. And you, that's the thing. And Nigerians have this swag, especially when it comes to their presentations. And yeah. Actually, they have the swag. They are creative. So they will have performances in their, their presentations and stuff. They uh-huh. just take it overboard. Uh-huh. Actually. We came up with a different strategy. Mm-hmm. So we came, we took all that into consideration when we were planning all. Yeah. So we knew the video was entirely different. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be overboard. We knew our ideas were superior. Yeah. Because in essay, one thing the judges like to see is funk. Okay. Because they know, I mean, yeah, uni students. Yeah. They have all the analysts who have PhDs and stuff yeah. who can give them similar ideas. And even analyze it better than you presenting it in just I mean, 10 minutes. Yeah. So they want that fun too. It makes the whole presentation lively and all. So they always make it because they have that fun. Mm-hmm. But Ghanaians don't have that fun, so we never bring it on board. Exactly. SA, they have the flair and they have the ideas. But we came in with everything. Wow. So we came with the funk, we went to the ideas, and we went to the flair. So we presented, and and Charlie, everybody just knew, everybody just knew that we had won. Yeah, I remember the pictures you showed us. And in the finals, we were the only ones also got a standing ovation. Wow, you guys were dressed in your kente and everything, and it's like it yeah, that was so great. Super. Yeah, the dinner, yeah, <laughs> and the presentation, we <clears throat> we we just went to normal. Clothing, okay, put some African prints in it. Okay, Charlie, you should have seen the Nigerians what they're wearing. Hey, they are swag, they went overboard, <laughs> and, and we're so different, we're so unique. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are divergent in our thinking. Yeah. So, there was an aspect of the presentation where they asked us to um, take inspiration from a brand, okay. Yeah, that's like doing one in the millennial space, mm-hmm. getting their content across, getting their marketing to affect us the millennials and you know this being a beverage Lipton yeah. most teams would go for Coca-Cola or okay. a brand like that but nah we knew that most teams would go for Coca-Cola so you know what the brand we went for yeah. Nike Ooh. went for a shoe brand as inspiration for tea for tea wow that's it's, it's something you wouldn't think yeah, you about wouldn't think of that's how different we were in our presentation and everything interesting and then we won Charlie the first time Ghana made it yeah. And after the presentation, Charlie, the way the whole audience reacted, you know, and the way the judges reacted, like, you know, Charlie, and Paul came to Ghana and he took all the girls from us. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that time, Charlie, lectures were in session. Lectures though. were going like, on. Oh God, Charlie, Paul, but the lectures were going. You know, on. so Paul came back to Ghana, being victorious, taking the African crown, and um, 
we obviously had to take him through a lot of things in our lectures we but sharp as he was he got everything then but you guys have worried you before charlie yeah, yeah, yeah. you worry mahama and sami <laughs> mahama and sabi and that kid, and that kid you know and then paul went to the finals in the united kingdom uh can you tell us a little bit about that i mean he went to the final people from bangladesh um pakistan Canada, Canada, the so US, Europe, I mean everywhere. Asia. That that is a dream of Korea. mine to interact with such different cultures. And I know what happened soon, but Paul had that opportunity early on. And yeah, they met different brains with the experiences that they have with them today. So Paul, you guys went to UK and what happened? In in a very short way, tell us what happened. Because yeah. like, you're already long in the podcast. What happened in the UK? What happened? UK wasn't as fun as SA. Let me just put that across. But with UK, no, no other team from Ghana had already been to UK, so we didn't know what to expect. Expect. Yeah, we're the first team. Wow. But we still put in our best. Wow. Like we put in our best, and then we met other countries from other people from other different countries, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. The kind of ideas people have is mind blowing. Wow, Charlene. Like, like, what, what kind of ideas? Like, how how different are they from our ideas? I mean, when we were thinking about things, you think are overboard because mm-hmm. of the environments we are in in mm-hmm. Africa. Like, it would seem normal to them. Wow. On, like they were thinking like years ahead of us. Wow. They're thinking so many years ahead of us. And I, I won't really blame ourselves for not going very far. Mm-hmm. So we made it just we just made it um to the second round of the competition. Second round. Yeah, we didn't make it to the finals. Wow. Yeah, but we didn't we made it beyond the first round of the competition. And and like what, what were the ideas? Felt, like what were the ideas? Give me give me an example. Are you telling me about these using so, drones and stuff like that? Yeah, so in UK the brand we worked on was Omo. So okay. what usually happens is that the brand we work on this year mm-hmm. in UK is a brand we work on in the subsequent stages of the comp- like the following year. Yeah. Is a brand you work on. Okay. And then it brand changes when you get to the finals. Wow. Then the following year, the year after they use that brand yeah. for that in the market. Okay, so it was Omo we worked on. Mm-hmm. Other markets call it um dig that is good. So dig skip that is good. Skip, skip um other detergent brands under that whole circle. So wow. other markets don't know it as Omo. Wow. Some know it as Surf. Surf? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's still the same product. It's still the same product. Interesting. So you're, having a, you're having a business lesson as well. Yeah, and what they wanted us to do was very technology-based. It was a case challenge to find innovative ways and disruptive ways that we can sell Omo innovative and disruptive. disruptive yeah it must disrupt the market okay okay that we can market umu to the coming generations that's our generation and then the generation z the ones after us wow yeah it had to be like very tech and very disruptive like wow. the way uber came and disrupted the transportation yeah. okay okay so, so you guys, you guys like get what you're trying to say right yeah it had to be very disruptive it must come in and just change the whole industry like we'll come and just grab a market share such that those who are already inside will understand what's happening Happening, and uber uber coming to ghana in 2017 
2016 was really really a shot because when uber came like i can say for a fact that about 95 percent of students now take uber nobody takes taxis anymore yeah, so nobody really takes yeah taxis. okay so i get to in using omo as that okay interesting yeah, so in the business model of omo is either the in our market you don't really have it but they have the liquid form of it okay and the powdered form of it wow. in a, a plastic container wow. and then you sell it wow. that's basically the business model wow but then they wanted us to come up with something disruptive for our generation and the generations to come yeah. using technology and stuff wow and and, and so yeah most of us were going using mobile phones marketing using mobile phones mm-hmm. using recyclable plastics okay. using semotech plastics wow. generating power using um there's this technology called pave gen okay where you use kinetic motion to um, generate electricity. Wow. And so we thought of coming up with a playground that uses this technology, paved wow. technology, which is attached to a laundromat. So okay. when you come and you do your laundry at the laundromat, mm-hmm. which is solar powered and okay. uses only OMO detergent, okay. the children can get to play at uh-huh. the playground, which has this technology. So as they play, it generates electricity. Wow. So it's very sustainable. And then we are reducing this issue of plastics. Wow. You don't have to buy it a lot. You just have to come. Yeah. And then use the detergent there. Wow. And we came up with another idea where we use OMO dispensers. Okay. Like butter dispensers. Okay. But then it's now in a a dispenser pack. So like you literally just just... put it in Uh and then you use it. Wait, so like you went and fetch the OMO? No, there's a machine. Okay. So you buy the dispenser pack or you refill at um, a refilling joint. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you thought to... I'm just summarizing Oh, it for you. okay. So you just buy it so that you don't have to buy it like in this plastic. You just have one big plastic. Wow. You refill, put in your small dispenser machine whenever you need it, you fetch some. Wow, machine. interesting. And you can attach the dispenser machine to your washing machine. Wow, okay. That's for developing markets. Mind blown. Yeah, and we also thought about something for like the third world markets. Okay. You know, people who still wash uh, riversides, wash through their hands, mm-hmm. where we can think of like a sustainable way to bring laundromat services to them. Okay. So we have this portable washing machines on tricycles. Okay. That take it to villages and rural areas. Okay. So, you know, a major cost of the product is the plastics. Okay. That you are used to package it. Yeah. So, if you take it to them, they have their plastic container mm-hmm. and they have their subscription USSD. They yeah. text that, yeah, they are running out of Omo. These tricycles bring it to them, uh-huh. refill it, you know, and wow. just take it away. So, by trying to one, deal with the issue of um, plastic waste which is now um, a global menace yeah so and think of like sustainable innovative disruptive ways that we can promote our brand so not only like the developed markets because okay. hate it or love it we still have the underdeveloped markets that's true yeah people will still wash with their hands at riversides and all of that yeah yeah so that was that was amazing wow and our ideas were amazing, don't get me wrong. So you can imagine what other countries were bringing so on So if, if even this didn't place on the podium, then imagine what other countries brought. And and you see, in the global stage of the competition, yeah, they mean business, man. Wow. Like, it's a real case challenge. Mm-hmm. So they are not looking at how funky your presentation can be. 
I mean, they actually want to actualize it. Yeah, they actually want ideas that they would use in the coming years. Wow. So they have teams like Pakistan, mm-hmm. placing in Bangladesh, placing in the finals. I mean, they understand. Because you know when you get to interact with them, you realize their English is not so good. Not so good. So how did they even present for the judges to understand to take them to the finals and we didn't make it? Uh-huh. But you realize that actually, fuck their English. When you see the ideas they bring on board. Like, it will blow your English very, away. <laughs> <laughs> the English doesn't beat anything. And you know these countries are very tech savvy. Yeah. So they came up with this engineering mindset. They actually came up with prototypes and the rest. Yo, they actually made prototypes. Hey! <laughs> I was like, yo, cool down for us. They actually hey! brought prototypes. Prototypes of actually that the they ideas. made themselves. Oh my goodness. They actually experimented it. So they stained one of the judges' dress. That's how confident when they are in their prototype. Uh-huh. And the judges were made of directors and vice presidents. From all over the world because it was a global competition. Yeah. Yeah, so like directors managing the business, the global business. Uh-huh. Like, yo, we actually stay in a judge's dress uh-huh. just to prove that your prototype will work. And guess what? It worked. Can you beat that? Wait, okay, so you see, I'll talk about two things right now. How most Africans um been brought up to be timid. You see how like you said this Pakistani just went up to the director and like just staying there dressing like mm-hmm. how many Africans can do who's rumbo? Because like hey who they say join us but for them they didn't really give a fuck like just yeah. walked up to him. So that is what we need to break from. And that is what we are trying to break from, like that kind of timidity that is being put in. I mean, BC spoke about that yeah. on her podcast with her friend, but that is what we need to break from, like that confidence to me. Because that adult you see, or that boss you see, he's just another human being. You know. And secondly, I like to ask, what is this prototype? Like, what what is the prototype? Like right now, we are we just left us imagine, but what is it like? They stain their dress, and like, what is the prototype? What did they do? Let's work on that. Thing. And private, and and private. Where <laughs> <laughs> make money from it? So we told them. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's coded. It's coded. It's coded. Anyway, okay. now you know the best idea, so we can really do my yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about it. So I can work on something similar. Wow. It was it was crazy, man. And they didn't go win. Three girls from Canada won. Woo! Girls, you are killing it, man. Man, you are killing it. Okay, three ladies from Canada won. That's amazing. amazing That's yeah. amazing. In our time. Wow. But I know what I really learned from it because you never really lose when you do something that you love. That's By that stage guys. of the competition, I realized I loved marketing more than I even loved finance, which was what I was doing in school. In school, because marketing gives you the that platform to come up with ideas, ideas. to create, to create. Yeah, you're not fixed with a particular. Mm-hmm. set of doing things you are now yeah, doing your like, own things no formula work no mm-hmm. principles just mm-hmm. think and a lot of human interaction it. too yeah and a lot of human interactions too so it was one of the best experiences interacting with all these people from all over the world and one thing about the uk competition is unlike the nigeria and the sa and the ghana competition is mm-hmm. also the people who were partaking in this competition were graduates People wow. who were already in the management training program, people who had their master's degrees. Wow. Were, were only two teams, the Ghana team and the Nigerian team. So it was the first time SA didn't make it to that stage of the competition. Ooh. So every all, all the presenters and the judges and the guest speakers that came were like, where's team SA? 
There's no team SA, it's Team Ghana. Come on, ba- <laughs> oh my da- no, it's oh Team my da- Ghana. And everybody is shocked because Team Ghana has never been there. Yeah. Ah, wait, so they beat SA? Yeah, they did. Yeah, but we did. We did. That kind of confidence we had in ourselves and we did. Wow, wow. So, like, Paul, Paul, you're telling us about what you learned in the UK. Like, tell us, what did you learn? Like, when you went to the UK, I mean, we've already said something, but I want to have it in a nutshell. Like, what did you actually learn when you went to the UK? Aside from the fact that ideas that we think are so big and not as big as we think people are doing bigger things South Africa spoke about perspective Nigeria spoke about persistence Ghana spoke about breaking your own thought limits in UK what did you learn tell us so what I'll do is I'll tell you what I learned in UK first of all then I'll tell you what I've learned throughout the competition I love that and now working in um, Unilever I love Um, guys, Kobe here, Kobe Talk. So, um, we just want to wrap up the podcast with Paul Forger today, and um, I'll, I'll give it to Paul to give us his final thoughts on everything. And yeah, so Paul, tell us something. Like we always say, you never really lose when you're doing what you love. That's basically about it. So just go out there and do what you love. Don't do what everybody is doing or mm-hmm. don't do what people, your parents are telling you to do. I mean, you can listen to them because they love you. They want the best for you. Yeah. Take the best out of it. But you know yourself more than anybody does. Exactly. Do what you love. Just fucking do it. Grow your confidence. Grow your capabilities. And then just win. I mean, in the end, that's what it's all about, right? All just about. win. Exactly. And something Paul said earlier that think huge, think big, think big. But don't forget that that big idea you think you've thought is actually outdated somewhere else. So think bigger than that. Anyway, so an episode of Kobe Talk. Check out my Instagram, mka.ampiah. That is where you find all my quotes, content, my video content. The link to this podcast will be in my Instagram bio. You can also search Kobe Talks on Apple Podcasts or simply go on Google and search Kobe Talks. There'll be several links. I'm sure one will work for you and we'll put it out there. And also, Paul's Instagram is Kweku underscore Fordro. Yeah. The Fordro is F O R D J O R. Yeah, that's right. Kweku underscore. You can look up who Paul Fordro is, the person I'm speaking to right now. Nice guy. You can check him out. You can DM if you need any more info on the competition or on life in general. Paul is doing great things right now for your level and himself. So, yeah, so that's it for Kobe Talks today, weekend podcast. And making things happen for ourselves and having fun and we are learning and experiencing things and that's what life is all about so yes thank you guys for listening take care kobe talks and i'm here to remind you i'm here to remind those who do not know that kobe talks is now on instagram simply go on instagram and search kobe talks let me spell it for you kobe k-o-b-b-y talks T-A-L-K-S So simply go on Instagram Search Copy Talks Make sure you follow Every information you need Is on Copy Talks on Instagram You check out our highlights Check out our bio Check out our posts to speak to different To, to, to see the different people we've spoken to on the show I'm sure there's some people you've not realized you've spoken to And there are some episodes you have missed And you need to listen to Every episode of Copy Talks is amazing so make sure you search kobe talks on instagram or simply go on google and type in kobe talks once again kobe spelled k-o-b-b-y talks and get all the information you need
give us a five star rating if you are listening on the apple podcast scroll all the way down and give us a five star rating it goes a long way to help this podcast thank you so much for listening to kobe talks and take care